if that horse is a favorite, I I think it kind of tells you what the depth, the kind of the quality of this field. I just it, I'm having a hard time getting there is, with this one. Is like weed legal now in the state of Kentucky? Do you have any idea? <laughs> I don't know. I I don't think so. Well, I just I don't. don't so. I don't know. Maybe I'm high right now, but I just don't see any way this horse is the morning line favorite, and I don't think it's a favorite of both. <laughs> I know, right? There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion, and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie from a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Gulfstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one site to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets RacingDudes.com For all of your needs RacingDudes.com For all of your leads RacingDudes.com For all of your bets RacingDudes.com As good as it gets What is up, everybody? Welcome Darren Halterman. This is Blinkers Off. What's up, dude? Well, good evening or night, I could say, <laughs> to everybody. Yeah, it's good to be back on the show. Uh, boy, we got a ton going on in the background as we were getting ready. Um... Just, just maybe five minutes before we got on air here, a three hundred and seventy-four dollar winner at Remington Park, and not an exacta, not a try. The win paid three hundred and seventy-four dollars for a two-dollar wage. I've never seen anything that high in my life. Free pick winner at RacingNews.com, right? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> no, not even close. I was reading you off the past performance of this horse. Uh, I mean, maybe one of the most unlikely horses to win of all time, and the and the price certainly reflected it, but. Unbelievable. Go watch the second race at Remington on a Thursday night, $374. Win. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll duel day. Uh, what'd you say it was like a two to five shot? Yeah. <laughs> two to five shot comes down the lane and, and they're kind of, you know, the, the two to fives ahead and then the three rallies of the inside and wins. It's, it was incredible to, to watch that unfold. And like I said, I've never seen a, a, a price that high. Well, we got, uh, we got Thursday Night Football going on as well. Maybe not as exciting as last week's uh, season opener uh, for Thursday Night Football game. Of course, that was unbelievable. I mean, I'm not, that's the thing about that game last week uh, with, between Tampa and, and, uh, and Dallas. We may not see a game that good all year, right? <laughs> and that was, that was week one, first game of the year. They looked like they were like week 15 form. Tonight we have uh, New York and the Washington football team. Maybe not quite as high scoring. Uh, no, and also, does it not feel like that game between Dallas and Tampa was like three years ago? It does for me. It feels. It doesn't feel like that was <laughs> well, last week. <laughs> that happened. Well, listen, especially for you, because you you know you've really been doing a lot of the, of the sports side as yeah. well. It's like whenever you have the horse racing going on, you have college football games, you got NFL games. A lot's happened. Since that game, a lot. Yeah, happened. I was gonna say there's, there's, I mean, there's been a lot happened in this first quarter, let alone in between the, that last Thursday night game and, and this one for sure. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely that was a great game to get us going. Really, the football last weekend, uh, both college and the NFL, was just great. And if we can get that every week, we're gonna be in heaven for the next uh, what 16 weeks plus playoffs. So 
Yeah, it's been great. Uh, by the way, uh, <laughs> racing last weekend sucked. I, I won't lie to anybody. I thought it sucked. I was bored as hell with it. I'm super stoked for this weekend, though. I think we're back in a big, big way this weekend. Belmont has great races. Woodbine, uh, Churchill Downs. It's awesome. So help me. Let's let's talk through this together because I know you and I are on the same page when it comes to uh, uh, oh, Kentucky, Kentucky Downs. Like, it's it's a great – it's like a – I don't know what, what you would describe it as. But it's just – for me, I'm, I don't – and I love every – track and racing not maybe not the smaller ones like you but it, it just it, it lacks like I, I can't like describe it but i don't get even if my picks like if i have money on it i just can't i, I have a hard time getting excited ever when i watch racing there and because it, it's like to me it's almost like because you know it's almost like a what happened <laughs> what happens at kentucky downs stays at kentucky downs so you don't there's no like oh my gosh that performance by nicks go was unbelievable what do you, what can he do and it's like what happens at Kentucky Downs, you're like, well, I don't even remember who won that race. I don't care who won that race. And, and so for me, I have a hard time getting super excited. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, it doesn't do it for me anymore. I, I like it in the moment, I guess, you know, when you're watching it. Well, no, I'm not going to lie. Forget it. I don't give a fuck about Kentucky Downs. <laughs> I never have and I never will. How about that? I really just don't care what happens there. Um, I, I don't really like watching races there. I never can really tell what's going on. If Kentucky Downs was the only track in horse racing, I wouldn't be a horse racing fan. How about that? Well, you went there. You went, I, think, I think you successfully laid that. <laughs> I, was, so, I, hate I was trying to like, like pave the way a little bit and sugarcoat it, but no, I mean, you went. And, and really, that's probably how much I feel about it as well. I mean, I told you the first day they were running, and it's just like, I don't give a shit about this track. And, and the other problem with Kentucky Downs, and this may be its biggest problem, it comes up right after Saratoga and Del Mar. So it's kind of a little bit of a, a quote-unquote bounce mentally that week after that. I don't really want to get you know get into Kentucky Downs anyway. Then you watch it, and it just kind of sucks, and you just never really know. And stupid, weird shit happens at the track. All the time. You know, photos are, don't seem to be accurate, even though they probably are, and just it's the camera angles are so weird, and you can't watch the races very well. Sorry, I'm not a fan. Never have been, never will be. Well, it's just like you can't take – anything from what you see like do you t like does anything change in your opinion about god stormy before that race you know or after no. that race anything it just it's nothing like you can't look at that and say well she ran awful at took downs she's not gonna oh, touchdown washington look at that like yep. well, you looked pretty damn good on that drive mm -hmm. um but no you just can't take anything because it's like you don't look at it like, well, she ran terrible at Kentucky Downs. I don't know if I'm going to pick her in the, in the in the Breeders' Cup now, and vice versa. Say she wins and romps, like, well, she like or who? Like, I I don't even I couldn't tell you. Like, none of these horses are going to be interested interesting to me when it comes to the Breeders' Cup, and I think that's the overall picture. Because even though we have these Breeders' Cup races, like this weekend, we have a ton of action. Obviously, Churchill Downs back, Belmont. We're back at Belmont. Like the racing's awesome we can start to kind of dive into these races and like say these horses have legit shots in the breeders cup and these are good quality prep races i just the downs doesn't do it for me man no i don't care what happens there <laughs> period i don't care and, what god stormy did i don't care if god stormy won by 12 or lost by 20 i don't care don't and like care mark said like it it was it at first it was like this cool little for me this is just me like for my this is my opinion um it, it was like this cool little 
niche meat thing in the middle of nowhere, the big field and the undulations, and it was bad. You know what I mean? We don't have anything quite like that. It was like it was fun, and, and people, and it was like it was a quick, short meet. And it just seems like it's almost like one of those things. It's better to be. It it, it was better before it was cool. You know what I mean? Like it. Okay, it, I want to stop you. That's a good point. Back when the horses they didn't run like really good horses there it was it was a little more fun because yeah. it felt like a small track now it just feels like a small track trying to to do big things with big horses and they just don't belong in those rate at that track and at those in those races yeah massive purses that just make no sense and kind of just completely jumbles up what you're logically thinking as that race because i mean for me personally i especially this time of year yeah i'm looking to catch race by race but when it comes to like you know our job is to try to pick winners uh for the breeders cup and trying to get, you know really find out who we like or who we're looking forward to we're already obviously making our lists and who we like and it's like i have a hard time getting behind these races so um by the way we'll, another kentucky downs it's done like you like you like you've we said like 10 times i feel like on different shows you definitely led the parade um <laughs> as they were leaving that place and <laughs> that's a perfect analogy um Real quickly, we have to talk about the Monday night game, right? Like, in all of my years, I'm not sure I've ever seen a game quite like that game. And talk about, talk about, can't polish a turd, Mark. Yeah, you can't polish, that was basically how that game was. Like, it was like, I don't know what I saw. I don't think I, what I, I don't think I liked what I saw, but at the same time, I loved watching it. I, I don't know how to describe that one. That, <laughs> that was a just a wild game, uh, only in Vegas, right? That's maybe the way to describe it. It, it was it was a game that uh, was very boring for the longest time, and then very entertaining uh, the last quarter in the in the overtime. I'm not sure what either team is coming out of it. Uh, I'm not sure what either team was going into it, and I think that's the biggest takeaway, uh, especially now with the the dudes who bet sports show and trying to pick these games every week. That's that's one uh, Papa Dude and I talked about today on the show, and then we stayed away as far as, hey, these are the games we're playing. Uh, we didn't touch this one. Because, talking about the, the Vegas uh, going up uh, against Pittsburgh, and it's like, okay, Vegas won, but we still don't know who they are type of thing. Um, I think we yeah. know kind of who the Ravens are. They got a running back playing quarterback, and they got a lot of injuries, and they're not going to be very good until they accept that they've got a running back playing quarterback. <laughs> well, dude – when it it was like it was just the crazy like it just yeah it was just, you couldn't even I couldn't believe what I, you were seeing whenever whenever they thought they won the game and he's down the one yard line I was like this is gonna be so Raiders right I, even before anything else happened I was like this is gonna be so Raiders because these guys are gonna have a hell of a time punching this in. And the, and then the well, then the penalty comes and you're like they're not gonna score here and then the guy give it to Derek Carr he threw a strike goes right through Snead's hands hits a guy off the helmet and pops up in the air the interception you're like I can't even, you you couldn't even draw that up and then <laughs> the Ravens the, the the running back playing quarterback. Fumbles the ball for the second straight time. I mean, he did two costly fumbles in that game, late in that game. It, it was just like, 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 like Dan says, the game nobody deserved to win and nobody really wanted to win, it seemed like. Now, 
Well, I told you when they when they called that touchdown back for the Raiders and they, they're at the one. What did I text you? I said, David Carr, <laughs> he'll fumble the snap for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, that didn't quite happen, but they still turned it almost. Over. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I love after after I love my favorite part of the whole thing was at the very very end after they won after he threw like this completely missed coverage, uh, and they won the Raiders won the game and he like. Is running downfield, like you know, celebrating, like yeah, like I knew it. It's like really, I think I would just walk off the field at that point because you had that thing gift wrapped to you ten times, and you've out because you were playing the Ravens. I guess I don't know. It was the weirdest thing. We probably won't ever see a game quite like that in terms of how it ends. Yeah, it was, it was that wrapped up in just a crazy week of football in the NFL. Those all the games were nuts last weekend. So uh, hopefully we get it again. Listen, right now we got two shitty teams on Thursday night, but it's still a really good game. So it's uh, yeah. it, the first week's been a lot of fun. Dudes who bet sports, uh, new podcasts we have going on our network. Uh, just check it out on all the your major networks or on your major. Uh, Podcast networks, you know, obviously ads on Apple, so go download that. If you're listening to Blinkers Off, you want sports picks, of course, you know, Halterman and his dad uh, uh, do that show every week, and they cover everything from college football to NFL. So we'll we'll try to phase out. As, I mean, we are football guys. I'm a football guy, so we will talk about football on here, but we'll try to phase out all the talk of football because, hey, like we say, we have a podcast for that now. So, uh, all right, we got a big show. We, we will get it. Let's get to horse racing. So... What we're going to do on this is a little different because it's like, okay, we have six preps, six winning your in races this weekend, but what do these races actually mean? So not only are we going to give you picks, we're also going to look at each race race by race and say what are the implications for this actually as we, as we move forward into the actual Breeders' Cup. Does this race matter? Are, are we looking for, you know, who we like? Do we like this race? Has it got depth? You know, we'll, we'll give you kind of our thoughts on that as well, as well as hopefully pick some winners. So let's get to it this weekend. Belmont, Churchill, Woodbine, six combined Saturday through Sunday, six combined Breeders' Cup winning or end events. A lot of juvenile races, so we got lots to uncover for that as well. Let's go. All right, so this weekend we have six Breeders' Cup winning or end events for the course of Breeders' Cup World Championships that happening this uh, fall at Del Mar, November 6th and 7th. Coming up, and of course, we are in the final stretch here, and these and these horses are, you know, the final qualifying stretch, and we have obviously this many to talk about. We're going to go through each race one by one, give you our thoughts, give you our picks, and we're also going to just add in a little little bonus on each one. Our kind of, we're going to call it our Breeders' Cup implications. So what that means is, what does this race actually mean? Is it is it something that like even if we pick the winner and we and it's in the, the two or whoever looks awesome, does it mean anything? Do we really think this is a top is this a, is a good race that's going to matter towards uh, the Breeders' Cup whatever race they're going to qualify for? So we're going to kind of give you our grades on the, on each race one by one to kind of get a better indication of how strong these races we think these races will be. We'll kick things off at Belmont Park. That's right, Belmont Park is back. Uh, race ten on Saturday, the John Club Derby Invitational. It's a million dollar race. Uh, for three-year-olds going one and one half miles on the turf, and look, our favorite boy, number eight, Boy Show Ballet. This horse was right. The, I was right the first time on him. I was definitely wrong the second time on him. He's five to two. He's co-favorite. I'm sorry. He's co-second favorite with Soldier Rising for Clement, two to one on Yabir for Appleby. Appleby's got. A, we're gonna talk about Appleby a lot uh, on these uh, uh, challenge races. Halterin, what do you think of the race? Yeah, I'm gonna. 
you know, I didn't pick Bolshoi Ballet either time, um, but I'm actually going to pick him here. I think he's going to bounce back and run a little bit better. I was obviously wrong two races back at Belmont when he easily won the Belmont Derby. I was right to try to go against him at Saratoga. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I just thought he got a weird trip. Like, he was, uh, like, up contesting the pace there, and I, I don't really know why he was doing that. It just didn't make a lot of sense to me. I think if he gets more of his normal trip, I, I think it's going to make the difference, and I think he'll win this race. Um, I think the field's a little bit tougher for him, for sure. I think there's some really good European horses, uh, some of which did make one start here in the United States, some of which are, are new for the first time. But I'm going to go right back to the eight horse here and give him one more shot. And listen, we're going to get the price. He was even money the last two races. I think he's every bit of five to two after that kind of clunker at Saratoga. He's back at Belmont. We know he likes it here. So I'll take the eight horse uh, to kick us off here. Well, surprised. I didn't think you, uh, you know, after he, after you went against him at Saratoga and you were right to, um, I kind of thought you might, you know, jump ship there. But obviously he's back. You know, he's one of the few horses, if not the, you know, I don't know that I've top of my head. Let's see. Uh, yeah, he's the only horse. How about that? He's the only horse to run in all three races of these Belmont Derby, Saratoga Derby. Um, and then the Jockey Club Derby. So it's kind of interesting that they keep running them in these races. Obviously, that was the biggest factor for me that I didn't pick him, but that's my biggest fear of, of him winning is that, okay, he does like Belmont. But, you know, I just thought his numbers weren't overly strong, and it kind of feels like he's good, not great. Maybe that's all it takes here. Um, I don't know how great or good of a horse he is. So I kind of went with the new shooter, so to speak, the new Euro shooter, because I think that's what it's going to be between the two um, and the eight. Uh, Yabir for uh, Appleby and of course Jamie Spencer too comes in to ride. Listen, I think this horse is a little more in the wheelhouse of this distance. I, I like this horse going longer, the longer the better. Going a mile and a half, horse one. Last time out at York, um, at, at going a mile and a half at two starts has one win. Kind of has a clunker in there too, back. But this horse, obviously, I mean, if you talk about a Grade Two at York and winner, that's definitely in the category of what we're going to be running here, if not much of a class relief so i think the two is an unknown for godolphin seems to be unleashing some of their uh their final kind of turf horses over this like the last couple weeks like it seems like we're gonna see some some real stars possibly so that i'm gonna go with more of the unknown here do you agree that it's kind of between soldier rising i'll, I'll throw him in there because i think that horse was really good in the saratoga derby just kind of um, you know, state of rest, which is better, you know, frankly, but ran a big number in the Saratoga Derby. Obviously, that was the first start for uh, for Clement, uh from overseas. Got to think the horse is eligible to improve. So I think the four is interesting. The, to me, it's between the two Euros and the former Euro, the four, don't you think? Uh, here's the deal. It's all about the pace. Uh, you know, the four obviously was very good in, in the Saratoga Derby, and I'm not going to take that away from that horse. I thought, I thought he was very good. Um, but he fell to last. He got the hot pace. They all kind of came back to him a little bit. Now the question is, if this pace kind of lightens up, I don't know what kind of kick he's going to have. Uh, you would think second over here in the United States, horse is going to run better. Um, you know, Clement Ortiz, you don't have to worry about that. That's, that's, that's solid. But I, I don't know what he'll do if they get a normal, quote-unquote, normal Naira pace. I, 
I'm not sure the four can uh, beat the eight. That's what about the uh, what about the three? Vinny throws in the three, which is also a number a former um, Euro horse ran in the Belmont Derby, got second that day to Bolshoi Ballet, but ran a really good race. Tokyo Gold is the name, and you know that Dave Velasquez rode. Of course, he's back to ride again, so that's a decent sign. Horse showed a lot of you know, some signs uh, in that race. Rant came from off the pace uh, big time, but just wasn't as good as Bullshit that day, obviously. But what about the three? Any any interest there at 8-1? Yeah. You want price, Honestly, maybe? Honestly, the way I look at this, you could probably play 2-3-4-8, and you're completely safe, right? <laughs> I mean... Daniel, did Daniel jump? Oh, there's the, a flag. The other four horses in this race, absolutely, I mean, have no shot. So I think you play 2-3-4-8 and get away with it. If you're expecting the three to get better, second off of a lay or second time in the United States, I should say, um, yeah, it, it could work out. But really, was no match for the eight. Um, how do you turn the tables? Well, maybe the eight just doesn't run quite as well as he did last time out, and then at the three, you know, gets that eight to one price and is just a little better than the two and the four. Then all of a sudden, you're in business. But I, I thought about the three for a long time, Tokyo Gold, but I, I still ended up just leaning on the eight a little bit too much, uh, or a little, little too hard uh, to take a shot with the three here. Okay, so I like the two. You like the eight. I like the eight too. I mean, I think you can. You got to use the eight, the three, the four. So we're all over the place a little bit in terms of it. I think it's a little lukewarm. So let's look at the race in general. So my top pick is the two, Yabir. Your top pick is the eight, Bolshoi Ballet. But what does this race mean? Let's give our let's give our, our our grades for this race. What is what's how well, how promising is this poss this race possibly? I think this race means very little when it comes to the Breeders' Cup. Uh, I, I have it ranked as a D. Um, I, I don't I don't hate this field, but you got to think of there are some monsters that are going to be in this field or in the field they're going to have to face at the Breeders' Cup. You know the turf is is no easy race to win, uh, especially for a three year old. So yeah, I, I've got to go against uh, any of these horses making much of an impact in that turf uh, at the Breeders' Cup. So it's a D for me. Yeah, this one for me, as you can see there, is a, is a D plus. So I'll be a little more generous than you, but yeah, I mean, because like, because like, again, like the way I went through these, it's like okay, can the can the horse match up with Gafo? Can the horse match up with Domestic Spinning? Can the horse match up with you know who's going to come over? You know. Even Tribuvan, uh, Channel Cat, United, these, I mean, still, like, I just don't see a lot here. And you're, I just listed off, like, four or five horses. So it just seems like there's a lot to be desired. And especially when it's talking three-year-olds. It's not, you're going to have to be a superstar type of, of turf horse to come and win the turf, right? It is it's that, it's, it's not, it's that hard. So... I'm with you. I don't think this race is overly strong in terms of Breeders' Cup implications, but you and I uh, are going D and D, D plus, and you got the, the eight, I've got the two. All right, let's go to race eight, the Pocahontas Stakes, grade three at Churchill Downs. That's right, Churchill Downs is back, 300K. For Phillies, two-year-olds going mile 16th on the main track there, field of 11 lines up here. And, and listen, this is... Uh, <laughs> When you have to me, I'll just be honest. When you have a horse like the four that's a five to two favorite, that's uh, on the on the ones and twos, a horse that you might uh, remember from Saratoga. If that horse is a favorite, I I think it kind of tells you what the depth, kind of the quality of this field. I just it, I'm having a hard time getting there is, with this one. Is like weed legal now in the state of Kentucky? Do you have any idea? <laughs> I don't know. I 
I don't think so. Well, I just I don't. don't so. I don't know. Maybe I'm high right now, but I just don't see any way this source is the morning line favorite, and I don't think it's a favorite of most. <laughs> I know, right? I I thought I scratched my head with this one, but you know what, Jared? This race is a fucking mess, really. I mean, you could really just go around in circles over and over and over and drive yourself nuts with this one. Um, I, I, I was between two six to one shots, both of which could be the favorites, I think. Uh, the two Goddess of Fire for Todd Fletcher, uh, pretty nice debut winner at Saratoga. And then the six Maxine Machine uh, for Brad Cox. And that, the six is actually who I ended up landing on here. Um, debuted at Ellis Park on the turf going one mile which kind of tells me they wanted this horse at two turns because they throw they throw her into the dirt uh, race here. So I don't think it was as much as they thought the horse was a turf horse more than they just wanted her to go longer. Um, you know, I think this is a spot where Brad Cox, you know, has a lot of success. I see a lot of speed in the race, which has me a little worried about the two. I think the six can kind of sit mid-pack, make that move and get the job done. So I went number six, Maxine Machine. Uh, I think you could go a lot of different ways. One way I would not tell you to go is the four. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want the four at 10 to one, let alone five to two. So uh, um, yeah. I, I would, if I were you, if you don't like my picks of the two or the six, I, I would at least try a new shooter, so to speak, not a horse that we've seen get blasted in a couple of uh, stakes races already. I'll be honest, like I... I uh... I did this, I handicapped my first look anyways, last night before the odds were out. So I, I, I knew the four would be low just because of the, you know, the stakes um, races at, uh, at or the stakes race at Saratoga, even the quality. Um, never did I think this horse would be five to two. The morning line favorite. Like I thought I, five, six to one. I mean, really, I, I, and that's honestly probably where it deserves, uh, where she deserves to be. I, she, I thought she looked terrible, especially last time out. And even in her loss, in her loss at, at Churchill Downs two back. I mean, she was okay, but it wasn't great. There does seem to be a lot of speed in the race. So that is interesting to me. If you can get six to one, like if I can lock in six to one on the two goddess of fire, I think that's pretty damn interesting. Um, cause that course could be a lot of different things, but ultimately I'm surprised. Maybe a little surprised. Maybe it's Brad Cox. I went with the six too. That's who I ended up landing on. I just think <laughs> that turf to dirt form sometimes works really, really well for Brad Cox. And, you know, he's, he actually hits at 31%. So it definitely works well. You got to know sometimes, especially at Ellis, you know, the Ellis, the Churchill, not like it's like the horse probably just needed to start. The horse ran on, ran fine on turf. Now, obviously, Pioneer and Nile, you know, they may have said all along the plans were to run on dirt. To go from that to this, I think is a big sign. Of course, you get Halterman's favorite jockey right now, Flo, riding. So that's a great sign as well. <laughs> that's probably, I'm surprised you picked her uh, because of that. But six to one, I think she'd be coming home late. I think that's the other thing. She, she the distance wise, going. You know, that's the other. You, you wonder sometimes with these horses going to a mile sixteenth. A lot of them have been running at six furlongs, six and a half. Most of the time, that's usually where they're coming from. Five and a half sometimes. This horse ran and debuted at, at a mile. Obviously, the way this horse is bred, you got to think it's not going to matter, right? Like as far as going longer. So as long as the horse um, can run, uh, I think she's got a big time shot at that price. What about the nine? How interested are you in the nine hidden connection? Well, kind of the unknown of the race, right? A huge maiden special weight win at Colonial Downs. 
looked really sharp in that uh, race. I think you need to go deep here, and I think the nine is one you have to put on the ticket because of that. Um, you know, the horses by connect out of an awesome again mare, so you would think the two th two turns will be just fine. You know, Brett Calhoun mm -hmm. has had a lot of success uh, in these type of races uh, at Churchill Downs with two-year-olds in general. So I, I like the nine. Uh, thought about playing the nine, it's, or picking the nine to win, I should say. I will play the nine. But uh, in the end, just, just a little too iffy on, okay, what exactly is this horse? Um, so I think he, I think it's a use uh, for sure. Uh, interested to see what happens. It, the other problem is, boy, coming out of that sprint race, she ran pretty fast early. I think she's on the lead here, and will she be patient enough? Will she be able to set fractions that will allow her to hold on? I think that's the big question. But she's interesting, no question about that. Yeah, her speed rating was really good in that race. And, I, again, yep. you go from Colonial Downs to this, that's obviously – but. You know, connect from is obviously a curling type, uh, you know, bl uh, bloodline. So you got to think going long, like you say, and maybe, you know, it, it, Brett Calhoun might be kind of trying to sneak one in here. And if you get somewhere in the ballpark of, you know, five to one or something on her, it might not be the worst thing. You know what I mean? So uh, I would use her if I could. You know, I'd rather, I, I think this is where you go price hunting a little bit. Like it's one of those races, and we t I talk about this a lot, like we're, the top half seems really bad, you know, like as far as the higher, like I, I don't see how the eight wins. I don't see, I don't like, I mean, it's McPeak, I guess it gives you, an, I don't like the one, I don't like the three. Um, so I think it's like top heavy in terms of, so don't go too price hunting in my opinion. So what are your thoughts on the implications? So what does this mean? We, you, we both had the six Maxine machine to win at six to one. Clearly, looking at the picture there, we don't like this uh, this race much either. No, I don't think it means a whole lot. I, I, I don't think you've got real good horses in here. Um, the only one that, I don't know, that Goddess of Fire is interesting if, if, if she kind of progresses. And the Brad Cox horse that we both picked, they're interesting prospects. But I, I really think with a guy like Brad Cox, we saw it kind of last year with Essential Quality. He's kind of targeting those Keeneland races to kind of, get those horses springboarded uh, to the Breeders' Cup. I don't think it's going to be here. Um, I don't like a ton in this race moving forward to the Breeders' Cup, so it's a D for me. Yeah, I went D- minus as well. Because, I mean, you got, the, you got like Echo Zulu waiting for you, or Grace Adler waiting. I mean, those are, like, obviously the, the big two players. Uh, I don't – Echo Zulu, I feel like, could could dominate. Would, 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 this, would she be one of the nine in this race? Um, so I just don't yep. – that's a, that's a, and that's kind of the bottom line. Like, how much impact can any of these horses make? I do agree. If there is a horse, it's the two, right? Because it does. It's the Pletcher horse looked really good on debut. If the horse makes another uh, big improve here, runs really well. Yeah, I think the horse might be interesting. You know, here's the deal. I like Goddess of Fire, and you know, John Velasquez rode this horse on debut. If he thought this horse was like really good yeah he'd be yeah and, and i get that he's got mounts at naira and he's got good mounts at naira but if he thought this horse was really good like upper echelon he would be here uh also because you know fletcher has a horse in in the next race too that he probably could have been on so um yeah i i don't think these are fletcher's best that uh, he's sending down to churchill uh, let's go to race nine 
This is the Iroquois Stakes. It's a grade three next race on the card at Churchill Downs on Saturday. It's worth 300K for two-year-old males going mile 16th on the main track there. Maybe we have some opportunity here. Maybe we can we can turn this around because our <laughs> our what we think of these races so far has not been strong. Field of 11, like I said, and again, it's similar pricing, but maybe horses that you uh, are a little more interested in. Number six, Stellar Tap, of course, the horse that uh dominated saratoga while we were there to help uh Asmussen break the record the training record three, uh, three to one more line favorite four to one a major general for pletcher nine to two on guntown another Asmussen horse and then bourbon heist for ian wilkes all the way to the outside at nine to two those are your main contenders but let's start with stellar tap this horse obviously we were there i picked him to win that day at like whatever he was five six to one he looked awesome it was obviously a great moment that we were there to see this uh him break the record Asmussen. This horse kind of, it's so you the point is is this horse is always going to have that attached to him at least right now while he's somewhat unknown as a two-year-old what could he be you know could that horse be the next derby winner that's the horse you know what i mean so there's a lot riding on the horse other than the fact that like he might be pretty good too you know what i mean absolutely i mean this horse is gonna always i think you said it last night to me uh, yeah we were talking about it and you said this horse is always gonna have kind of that outside not that the horse cares but gonna have that outside pressure of this was the horse you know, that, that broke the record for Asmussen. It was a promising two-year-old, blah, blah, blah. Um, listen, I think the talent level of this race is much better than the Pocahontas. Here's the deal, though. When, the, when it comes to the Breeders' Cup, this has not been that productive of a race uh, as far as producing Breeders' Cup winners. Uh, you know, not this time, though, came out of this race and almost won. Uh, got beat by Classic Empire in the, at the Breeders' Cup, so it's not impossible um, I think the timing always made sense for Stellar Tap to come to this race. He, he broke the maiden on uh, Whitney Day up at Saratoga. And I think at the time they looked at that hopeful and they thought, well, you got wit there. And, and I don't know. We'll just wait till Churchill stretches horse out. I think Stellar Tap, I came into this trying to beat this horse. I think he looks pretty darn good here. I think Stellar Tap's going to get the job done. I watched his replay again. Um, he went fast early, but he didn't seem to be the type that had to have the lead. I think he can kind of sit off of it if he has to. And if he gets on that lead, I don't think he just has to burn up the track to get there. I'm going to go Stellar Tap on top, but I do think his stable mate, Guntown, is a really interesting horse. Um, one by four last time out at, at Ellis. I, I'm, I'm interested in that horse. Tyler Gaffleon gets aboard. Good sign there. Uh, the Pletcher Horse Major General, not too bad. Got some interest in that horse as well. But I will go with Stellar Tap on top. He looked pretty darn good in that first race. Yeah, this is an interesting. Chris says, uh, I remember Winston on go in this race last year, having a brutal 3-0 campaign. And this is kind of the interesting thing about this race, the Iroquois being, let me just read the last several, sitting on go, this moment, Carol Cat, Tabulator, not this time. Uh, cocked and loaded, lucky player, Claiborne, uncaptured, Motor City. I mean, like, it, it seems so like... So not this time's the only one that's any good. I know, exactly. And it it's interesting that it's not, it hasn't produced anything. Like, it seems like in years past, the Pocahontas has been much more productive um, in terms of setting them up as, as in the Breeders' Cup uh, and as three-year-olds than this race certainly has. You know... I'm with, like, 
And here's the thing, like, I'm having a hard time. I'm obviously a little biased with Stellar Tap because we were there and, you know, and I made money on him and he was obviously, he's a cool looking horse and it's, it's, a, it's got a lot to like. And now he runs in this race. He looks so good, the numbers. Then you look back, he dominated that race, beat the hell out of Keep Calm Carry On, who came back to really run well and win at Saratoga the next time out, rent, stretched out and ran really, really well. This horse ran at seven furlongs on debut, of course, stretching out to mile 16th to tap it. That's not going to matter. It's, just, it's a ton to like. Like, I, I just think this horse is going to be the goods here. Um, Major General is another. It's kind of we talked about the last race how the other Todd Fletcher or the Todd Fletcher seems interesting. Yeah, this horse does too. Showed speed as well, so you kind of wonder. But I don't think he's got the speed that Stellar Tap has. And on top of that, Stellar Tap, I just he didn't necessarily he doesn't necessarily I don't feel like need to go to the lead if he doesn't have to. And, and so if Major General goes, Stellar Tap just sits off. So I like the horse longer number six stellar tap than I do major general. So that tells me why I went with that at three to one. And I think, you know, you do, you do have the likes of, you know, good night and Pinehurst and high Oak, I guess. And I mean, obviously good night and Pinehurst are your big ones, right? Pinehurst is the big mm -hmm. one, especially out West. I don't know, man. I, I just think, I think stellar tap, if he wins here, he could be, primed up to run a big one in the Breeders' Cup. I think so, too. Uh, I, I, I don't have any opposition to that. Again, it's it's just historically they haven't done very well out of this race, but this race just seems tougher than the, than the last three or four years that we've seen. Um, you know, so I, I'm not I'm not against that. I, I think it'll be interesting because uh, Ashbyson also has Gunite, and uh, who's better, Gunite or Seller Tap? You know, we'll see what happens in this race. Uh, maybe Ashbyson can have two or three. And like I said, don't sleep on Guntown. That horse looked really, really yep. good second out. So um, we'll see what happens with them. I'm I'm not against uh, that thought process, though, that this this could be uh, a, a race that produces a couple quality runners for the Breeders' Cup. Yeah, and as we, you know, we sit here, you know, you and I have got this race. I've got the the implications for the Breeders' Cup as a B. You got it as a B minus, so we're right pretty much on the same page. And it's not just because of Stellar Tap. Like you say, Guntown, let's, I mean, they're both Aspis train, and it's a Gunrunner horse, $750,000. I mean, obviously, there was much more, you know, thoughts or at least hopes from, from the nine. If you look at Price, it's a Winchell horse. Didn't look uh, great on debut. Looked awesome um last out so yeah i mean you got to think too like if if stellar tap is a lock he's probably not gonna run guntown in the race like i so you know run them both and um i, I do think there is it seems like because and i also think it's so top heavy with pinehurst uh and goodnight which I, you can go both ways on goodnight if you if you want maybe wit is in the if you like wit still but still like it definitely seems like we're still looking for maybe another player to jump in here, you know, because it does really seems like while Pinehurst looked good, who knows, right? So yeah. I think it's we're still looking a little bit. That's why I think the, the prospects in this race seem to be there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, we had it. I think you had B minus, I had it a B, or was it the other way around? I can't yeah. remember. Oh, no. I had B minus, you had B. Um, 
Yeah, it's just the depth of this field just feels pretty good. We didn't even mention the maiden, number 11, Bourbon Heist, who almost beat Major General, and, uh, and then Tubac almost beat uh, Midnight Worker. So he went up to Saratoga and lost by a head and a neck in two special weights. Um, uh, the comment on any love for Lucky Boss there by uh, Joshua, um, no, not really. But <laughs> I guess he's another one in the field. Uh, it's got a shot. It's the one thing I'll say about him McPeak seems to run well in these races at Churchill with the two-year-olds. So if you're looking for a long shot, I mean, I guess that's kind of the, the angle you could play. But yeah, I mean, there's some sneaky horses in here. So there's there's a lot of ways you can go. Yeah, you know, the, dude, the thing about McPeak is, I mean, sometimes I've had so much success for, it's like if he's 10 to one plus in one yep. of these kind of races, I, he, like I've made money off of me. Like if he's like I have my like if he's eight to one or so or, or lower, I, I don't mess with him. But when he's got a higher price with a horse that seemingly, you know, you look at that horse and he's like, well, you know, he's not didn't look awesome, but he doesn't look awful. Like he fits somewhat. We're in second last time out and Ellis and won the time before that and came back and you know when he won and that made special weight. Can't you beat two comeback winners? I mean, maybe he's. Maybe he's all right, ten to one. Like I, I would, I would use him if I could, if you can afford it. Because, like I say, I, I'm not going to go as far as saying I love Kenny, as Joshua says, but I, I, I do like using him when he's got a price, um, because I do think there, there's opportunity there. Uh, but like I say, I have no interest in playing him when he's got like, when he's got a favorite. And I, and I, I mean, I, I've loved miss bets on him. I mean, I, I've when he's when he's won as a favorite, but <laughs> I feel like more times than not, I'm going to be right. So. Uh, he, he's the champion at winning with a horse that looks like this on paper. Yeah. And what I mean by that, a horse that's like, eh, I mean, maybe he'll win with a horse like that. <laughs> you know, if you, if you get too high on a Kenny McPeak horse, that's when, you know, he loses for sure. But a horse you go, yeah, I mean, it's kind of yeah. weird if that horse wins, but I could see it. Yeah, that horse will win. A couple of years ago, uh, 2018, I was just looking at the past winners again. I cashed in. Uh, remember, I picked Carol Cat to win yep. that year, and he was yep. 17 to one. Kenny McPeak, of course. Yep. The horse, look. I mean, this is very similar. The horse had ran two times at Saratoga, but prior to the race, I want to say they were on. Was one on the? I want to feel like one was on the dirt, maybe. Uh, or one on the turf um yeah but the horse sure. and the horse with 17 to 1 obviously came back to win never won a race again okay yeah didn't win at saratoga next uh the next year because the horse never was seen again after until the next in the next year at saratoga yeah. lost ran the smarty jones at parks lost ran in the oklahoma derby i mean the horse never even sniffed the winner's circle after that so point is Sometimes it makes sense. Most, most of the time they don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let's move on to. So yeah, you and I are both on uh, the six stellar tap. I, I, my heart is going to be rooting for this one big time. By the way, it's halftime. Um, couple, couple. I'm gonna jump in with a couple of, uh, updates here. It's halftime. It's uh, 1410. man, it looks really good. Of course, they are playing. The Giants, uh, but they're up 14-10, 162 and a touchdown. Dale Jones, man, 73 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Who's this guy? Uh, and by the way, just so you know, because you were wondering, 
and the people might be wondering. Currently, cannabis is not legal for medical or adult use purposes in the state of Kentucky. However, Kentucky residents may legally purchase and possess uh, CBD products, of course, like normal. So it is not legal currently. Okay. So I don't know what he's smoking, but it's not <laughs> It's not the weed. It's good to know. It's good to know. Yeah, you know, next time we're out in Kentucky, just so you know. Um, don't get your hopes up. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Woodbine for the Woodbine Mile. And again, there's, there's some great racing at Woodbine. Um, of course, the Canadian uh, as well. We're not going to talk about that. We're just doing strictly uh, Breeders' Cup races. But you can go to racingnews.com. We'll have picks for all those as well. Let's head to Woodbine for race 10. The Rico Woodbine Mile Stakes Grade 1 worth a million dollars for three olds and up. Going one mile on the turf field of 10. Lines up here. It is a Breeders' Cup winner in event for the FanDuel Mile. Dude, this one... Okay, so maybe we're starting... We, we, we moved up our, our, our thoughts a little bit there um, in terms of what we viewed uh, the Iroquois. Maybe we can get on board here a little bit as well because it does seem like, you know, set piece, a horse that I know you really like. Raging Bull, Chad Brown, and Frankie DeTore jumping aboard. Interesting move there at 2-1. to one. Ragey Bull, Set Piece, Ryder Comets in here as well. Marciar, Slipic Runner, a lot of horses we know. But to me, it's between Set Piece and Raging Bull. Who do you got? Just when you think, it's like, okay, Raging Bull, we're finally done with him. Then he gets Frankie the Tory to ride. <laughs> he gets, it's like, he gets one of the best jockeys in the world. Yeah, it's like, yeah. son of a bitch, you know? Um, I didn't go with Raging Bull still. I, I think uh, Tory might have to be a magician to get this horse to win a uh, big race. Listen, I that's not at Keeneland, I should say. Uh, I, okay, I'm super happy. Here's why. Uh, Florent Giroux is at Churchill. Good job. That's smart. Stay there. Set piece, my boy, my pick right now to win the mile, gets Rosario. I love this. He fits this horse super well. Uh, you know, a, a closer on the turf with Rosario. I saw this and I went, oh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you know what the greatest thing about it is? If he wins this race, I think they'll, I mean, they gotta let him keep the mount for the Breeders' Cup. So this is a <laughs> like, Please, please. I'm telling you, and I'm not, you might, if you're watching and you think this guy, or listening, you think this guy's an idiot. What's it? This is a massive race for set piece. Massive race. He needs to win this because he needs Rosario at the Breeders' Cup. He really does. Uh, you might think I'm overstating it. I really believe if he's gonna win at the Breeders' Cup, he has to have Rosario. And to keep Rosario, I think you gotta win here. I'm picking set piece. I've got a lot of confidence in set piece here. I think he's better than this field anyway. And I think the, the, the switch to Rosario just fits this horse well. I really, really, really don't wanna be cussing Rosario after this race is over. Are you ready for this? Because this might shock you, but I think set piece. Mm. Yeah. I think set piece out of the six races we're talking about tonight on today's Bleakers Off is the lock of the six races. I agree. I, that's my pick. And I'm and I've never been a set piece guy. You are, and I've always tried, I'm always trying to beat I beat set piece last time we got Stormy. I probably I, th I think I picked some like Ott Brown and, and the Wise Dan, so I probably got beat by him there. Point is, I've not been like a big fan of set piece going in. I, I to pick against him last time out tells you everything because this horse probably should have won. I went back and watched the four star Dave over and over. Yeah. Of course, I got I had got Stormy. I was pumped about it. Great pick. 
but you watch that race closely and set piece man like he had Flo had that guy like he was high-fiving guys on the on the turn on the on the outer yeah. rail like fans watching the race he was high-fiving them and I get it. that's how far he was on the outside of the turf course even onto the dirt track high-fiving them then jumped back in that's how far out he was like dude you and then once the horse got going I mean the horse is closing like a freight train freight train I mean God Stormy got the brilliant trip it's hard to say but I think it would have been a hell of a lot closer like if set piece wins that race like you're feeling even more confident I you get Rosario who's gonna give you the ride that you want I, I I'm hoping I'm praying that you get to Tori on uh, uh raging bull and, and it, it it just inflates the or deflates the price I guess and kind of gives you more value on number five set piece because I think that horse is gonna win I I don't want to take anything at all away from God stormy who ran a just a bang up fantastic race. I don't know that set piece would have beat her. It would have gotten very close, but like you said, he was not going to be able to beat her with that trip. He was flying late. Uh, he lost nothing in that race. Uh, in my eyes, uh, you know, uh, he, he still, I thought just as high of him then as I did, uh, or, or, or now as I did going into that one, um, gosh, I really hope we're not talking Rosario into a bad ride here because I I know I saw this I swear to God to you I saw I saw set piece was entered I saw it on Twitter first because I think Brad Cox uh, racing tweeted it out and uh, I thought oh God I'm probably gonna pick this horse and there's no telling what's gonna happen with the trip and then I, I get into handicap the race and I, I literally said out loud in my empty office thank God when I saw <laughs> Rosario on the horse so I don't know sometimes when you think everything's perfect like that that's when something weird happens but uh, I'm with you. I totally agree. You said you think this is the most likely of the six uh, races that we are going to talk about today. This is the most likely winner, and I agree. Well, listen, it'd be between um, set piece and, and the last race, Stellar Tap, and I think I have a little more confidence in set piece here. Yep. You know, Flo's rode this horse I, all year. I mean, really, since, since I guess it has been all this year, which has been like six starts in a row. Um, Rosario has rode the horse once in his career. Of course, that was a long time ago before the horse was was uh, what he is now. So, he need, I mean, him back on board, tell, I think he's going to give you a hell of a ride. You know, the distance, I, I, I don't know. Do you, how, like, are you, why are you wondering that, the, is the mile too short? Like, is he think it's a tad short for him? Nope, I think it's perfect. I I think it I think he's fine with it, but I'm a little I don't know. I need to, if he doesn't if he if he seems like he is coming again and a little late again here, because you look at his numbers number wise, he ran his best race of the last three races. I mean, this horse has ran triple digit buyers his last three efforts set piece, including a 101 where he lost um, to God Stormy. And so I mean, the horse is <clears throat> is doing everything he needs to do. He just he just didn't win last time out. I'll say this, if, if it is a little short, I think the configuration of Woodbine will, will help kind of negate that issue. That stretch is awfully long and that's what he should really enjoy. Um, so if it is, I mean, if it is a little short, I, I do think being at Woodbine will help this horse, but I really think a mile is gonna be fine. All right, so we're both at, uh, we're both sitting here on number five set piece. Raging Bulls in the race as well. You got to think that uh, this has got some major applications for the Breeders' Cup 
And that it does, because we're sitting here with you have this race as a B. I have it as an A minus. So uh, me especially, but we're both very high on this race, producing some sort of implications towards the Breeders' Cup. So here's why I put it as a B. If set piece isn't the one coming out of it, I get not as much interested in some of the rest of these when it comes to the Breeders' Cup. Now, I'm not shitting on this field. I think it's very, very good. But I don't know if it's not set piece. I'm not sure about these other ones. I mean, March the Arch, Ride the Comet, Olympic Runner, uh, Raging Bull. Yeah, sure, throw that horse in there. Good horses, really good horses. Don't don't want them at the Breeders' Cup so much. Set piece has me interested. So I put it as a B. I may have been a little too hard on it, uh, but I'll, I'll stick with it as, as a B. As it sits today... Um... I mean, so we like smooth, like straight. God's Stormy are, are winners for the challenge uh, series. Princess Grace, uh, Raging Bull, of course, set piece. You know, Mo Forza, <clears throat> Venetian Harbor. Those are all some of your um, Ivar. Just going through lists. Some of these uh, March of the Arch, uh, Order of Australia. Just some of these that are on uh, the Breeders' Cup website in terms of contenders. But you know, to me, set piece like I. He's got every shot to win the Breeders' Cup. Um, and if he's in this race, it's got to have strong implications. So that's why I ranked it an A minus. Raging Bull, again, like he is what he is. But if he goes and wins here, I mean, obviously he ran really good um, to kick off the year uh, for him. What was that? At Keeneland, wasn't it? The Makers, yeah, the Makers Mile. So, mm-hmm. you know, ran a huge race. He's capable of it. So if he goes and wins here and runs really well, it's like, well, I mean, he's definitely a legit contender for the Breeders' Cup. I mean, he has to be as Chad Brown on the turf. If, and if, if the Tory, I don't know if the Tory would stay, but he might. Um, I don't know. It makes if the horse has been working out great. So you'll just, you never know. And I think, so that's why, and it's, it's the wood by mile. Like it's produces, it's, it's, it's a solid race uh, every year. So, yeah, I, I give it an A minus. I do think what you see out of this race, whether it be you know Chris, you see you like Olympic Runner a lot. Um, I mean, I, it, let's just, if Olympic Runner wins, I'll, I'll lower mine down to a B minus <laughs> in terms of the implications of the race. It's. I don't think he's a bad horse. I just don't know if he's Breeders' Cup implications. You know what I mean? Breeders' Cup level horse for sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think of horse i'm gonna do the product tomorrow so i haven't got past like the winner and i've I've kind of roughly sketched out the pick fours and stuff uh i'm gonna single set piece as far as underneath on the tries and exact as i've been trying to decide an olympic runner is one of them and i'm trying to i'm toying with on paper right now i I don't know what to make of him. I can't fully get behind him. I'll probably end up playing him underneath. Uh, you know, I, you know, Cassie at Woodbine. I don't think you can go wrong there. So I'll probably play him underneath. I don't think he can win though. The thing about it is, is he's. I mean, I would say he's a Woodbine specialist, but he doesn't. He only won once at Woodbine, in seven starts. He, you look at like, okay, he ran, he won. You know, he looked good last time out. Got a ninety-eight buyer. I mean, but he got, you know. Three back, four back, he's at Belmont getting just curb stomped. You know what I mean? Like, against yep. not, you know, Casa Creek, Flavius, value proposition. I mean, eh, whatever. So it's like, not really, it's like, I don't know. I'm just not, I think he might be pretty good at Woodbine on those low, you know, the lower level days. Come get the big boys in town or go out of town. 
things might be a little tougher for that horse. So I, that's why I'm kind of on the fence with him as far as this race, especially not with him um, <clears throat> moving forward. So, all right. So you and I are both on set piece to win here. And we both have this race as a pretty strong I've at A minus. You have it as a B in terms of implications. So we obviously we both sit here, sitting here think that, uh, that this race is going to prove something uh, for the Beavers Cup. Hey, Alterman, did you know that uh, we have a wager guide coming out next Saturday for the Pennsylvania Derby? I do. I do. <laughs> and I'm so excited for it. That's right. The Pennsylvania Derby. First time ever. Racing Dudes history. The Pennsylvania Derby will be a wager guide at RacingDudes.com. Halterman texted me the other day. So you know what? This uh, These fields are shaping up to be quite nice at in Pennsylvania. Uh, we were there a few years ago for the race. And, of course, the year that we're not there, this race is showing up. But... Hey, listen, this looks like a prep for a couple of big-time horses. Uh, of course, Hot Rod Charlie's coming back. We'll see what he's like. Well, let's do a guide. So we will have a wager guide available next weekend for the Pennsylvania Derby. It'll be a huge card, not just that race itself. Look for that on the website. We'll also have the uh, Keeneland Turf Mile in October uh, for uh, Keeneland, of course. So that'll be a wagering guide. And then the Breeders' Cup wagering guide coming up. We've already started working on that. Um, kind of the, the layout, or not, or not the layout, but like kind of the, the horses we're looking at, the way we're kind of building this out, trends. If you look at the website, racefoods.com, I've already started working on some trends. So go check out some of those articles there. But all this, this is the time to be a subscriber. If you are a premium pick subscriber, you get all these wagering guides absolutely for free. So this would be a great streak to stay on, stay on board and get all these wagering guides absolutely for free. You just get them right to your dashboard. You don't have to do a thing. All right, let's go to... Woodbine again on Sunday. Let's go to race eight and the Thomas Stakes. We got some juvenile races to uh, to get through here. The Thomas Stakes grade one with 400k for two year old fillies going one mile on the turf. You know these two races, the Tama and the Summer, are always two that I, I, I mean obviously we were watching, but always I, I kind of look for because it seems like you got the juvenile is always every year, especially the turf juvenile turf. We talked about this last week's show. It's always a wild mess, right? Trying to figure out who you like on these juvenile turf races. So you kind of get an idea. Who's Chad Brown bringing in? What are they going to, you know, what's he going to, what's he like here? Maybe some of the international horses. What, you know, especially the juvenile Phillies turf. I know that one's been tough as hell to figure out. What do you think of this race? Because the the, 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 the 10 horse, right? We got to talk about the 10 horse. Imminent Victor. I talked about what Chad Brown's bringing in. I, w- I was looking at this race last night, and and it was like one o'clock, one thirty, and I knew you were asleep because I know you go to bed at like nine, mm-hmm. and I was like, I wanted to text you so bad because I'm like, I don't, this is a, this is blowing my mind. This is a Mister Z horse on the turf for Chad Brown, Dub, Michael Dub, the Oakland Group, like some of his main guys that he he trains for. Bought this horse after the horse won at Arlington Park on debut in July on the synthetic. They bought this horse, okay? Move the Chad Brown. The horse has been training on the turf at Saratoga. And oh, by the way, they get a guy named Flavian Pratt to ride, who's only riding a one horse the whole day at Woodbine on Sunday. And it's this one. Like, it's blowing my mind. It's Mr. Z. It's not like it's some <laughs> great sire producer or turf producer. It's Mr. Z, who obviously never ran on the turf and has produced zero turf winners. Has produced nothing, basically, as a sire. His sire fee is $2,500. I mean, I I can't even wrap my head around what's happening here with this horse. It, 
it's incredible that this horse is here and it, the human connections are just crazy. Chad Brown and, and, and Flavian Pratt, it's really quite unbelievable to think that the source is here. Mr. Z, we were looking him up earlier. Uh, he's had five winners so far. One was at Mexico. One was a maiden claiming race at Gulfstream Park. Uh, one was this horse. And then the other two broke their maidens at Belterra Park and Evangeline Downs. Not exactly a sire that's really hot right now. And uh, I don't think he's selling a ton of horses at the Keeneland Yearling Sale right now. Uh, well, I'm going to say no. <laughs> Uh, even though he's standing right across the street where those horses are selling from, uh, <laughs> he's guy. just looking out at, at, at the field and thinking, huh, I'm not over there. But anyway, um, he's he is just a mystery, or she is a mystery. So I think that the 10 is one you certainly have to throw on a ticket. Here's another big thing. Uh, so Chad Brown, uh, his best turf horse for the, on the female side, uh, supposed to be anyway, was expand the map. Uh, and expand the map was was bet down big time at Saratoga and got beat by the number two horse Pizza Bianca. And now Pizza Bianca shows up here for her next start. Expand the map was entered as a maiden in the PG Johnson at Saratoga. Unfortunately, that race got ra uh, rained off the turf and that really hurts us, right? Because then we could have known, okay, is expand the map, was she good enough to win that stakes? The fact that Chad Brown entered her there tells me he really liked that horse, didn't lose any confidence in her because she lost. And now Chad Brown says, you know what? I'll take this other horse that I just got by Mr. Z and I'll, I'll run uh, her against <laughs> Okay. So obviously the horse is supposed to be good, this tin horse. I went with the two, though, Pizza Bianca on top. Uh, as soon as that horse won, I stabled that horse up and said, okay, this is a monster. Um, you know, a, a, a last to first trip. Rosario on last time, Rosario on this time. I think Pizza Bianca is going to be tough. I'm super, super excited to watch her run here. I'm also excited for the Charlie Appleby horse, Wild Beauty, as well. So there's a lot to look forward to in this race. I think it's, I think it's loaded. Listen, I, I, I would love to know the conversation that took place with the ten, like how this came to be, because it's not. It, it, the horse ran at Arlington, you know what I mean? It wasn't like it ran at Saratoga, and then they're like, oh, wow, I gotta, let's take a look at this one. It, was, it ran at Arlington, and it's purchased, and then it goes to Chad Brown, and they immediately run the turn, put the horse on the turf, and it's like, you don't, so then again, there's like, what, it's a horse, Mr. Z, you're not thinking, this is a good turf for, <laughs> I mean, so, and then you're thinking, yeah. okay, well, maybe the horse trained pretty well on turf. We could run the horse, I mean, just something, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be a Breeders' Cup win you're in. Like, so it's hard. It's just it's mind-boggling to think this horse could to, for Mr. Z to be as bad of a sire as he is, especially on the turf. For the horse to be nothing, imminent, imminent victor have no like zero pro, like there was no hype or the horse. And by the way, we didn't mention this. The horse won on debut at May at, at the main special weight at Arlington Park at forty to one. Okay, so it wasn't like the horse was bet down and even money, and it's like this I had this ton of hype and it lived out. I mean, the horse was a huge upset in this race. So literally, the horse has never ever had any upside or any like interest at all. And now he's running in, or she's running. I'm sorry, in a Grade One win you're in for the Breeders' Cup uh, Juvenile Phillies Turf. So. It, 
just such a such a gap there of how this came to be. Not it's fascinating to me. Well, I mean, this is a Mr. Z horse, you know, first time out, a trainer nobody really ever heard of, a jockey nobody ever heard of, you know, on the synthetic at Arlington Park. Why would it, the horse not be bet? <laughs> or, or why would the horse be bet, I should say? So she's interesting. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with her. I didn't have the balls to pick her here, but she certainly, it, it wouldn't be shocking. Um based on the human aspect of this, Flavian Pratt comes in just to ride this horse. It'll be interesting to see if this actually happens. Like, <laughs> would you be shocked if like you, you get on uh, to look at the scratches Sunday and it's like jockey chain? No, uh, right, <laughs> I know. And, you know? Uh, or I don't know, it's 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 weird. Uh, you texted me about this this morning and I, I, I hadn't looked at it yet. And I thought, God, that is weird. So we'll see. Uh, this is a fun, fun race for me. Can't wait for it. So ultimately, I, I couldn't. I, I, mean, he'll, I mean, she'll be on every ticket because there's no way I'm letting like that. If a horse freaks, or I, I cannot wait to watch this race. But I ultimately picked number two. I'm with you, Pizza Bianca, because like, that's who I was going to pick going into the race. And then that, you know, kind of as I dove into the ten, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so weird. Um, but yeah, the the two. I mean, obviously, when the horse ran like that at Saratoga, you make note of that, and then the horse shows up here. It's a, it's a Bobby Flay owned uh, a horse, bred the horse. It's Clement. I mean, it's kind of a cool story. And you get Rosario to back aboard. And I, I mean, like you say, you beat a horse like a span the map. And I, I just think this horse has a lot of upside. So I like the two as well. I think there's a few in here. Of course, you got the, the, the uh, what is that the horse? The five Wild Beauty for Appleby. Dettori uh, to ride, which we talked about a little bit. See, Appleby could have a huge weekend, and, and just again, you don't know this horse ran uh, second in Newmarket, ran second, you know, had ran ran pretty well like her entire career, a Frankel horse. So, what do you think of the depth? You mentioned you know, this race has got a lot of depth to it, uh, a lot of uh, upside. What do you think of the race as it looks for the Breeders' Cup? Hey, I gave this one an A. I, I really think the winner's going to come out of this. I, I think it's loaded. I really like the prospects uh, in here. Pizza Bianca, like I said, stabled that horse up. I was excited about her. I'm excited that Appleby brings one over. I don't think he brings one over unless he's pretty serious about bringing this horse to the Breeders' Cup. And then the mystery horse there on the outside for Chad Brown. Um, I love it. I give it an A. I think we're going to see a pretty good performance here. Yeah, I want to be B minus. Uh... For a couple reasons, like I still, I'm not, I mean, we'll see what Pizza Bianca, I mean, Pizza Bianca win, wins again really impressively. I, I maybe should have gone a little higher. Um, of course, the 10, who knows? Like, I still have a hard time believing the 10 goes from what we know about her to winning this race to winning the Breeders' Cup. I guess it could happen, but that'd be just fucking nuts. Uh, so, I, but, you know, you have, of course, the Applebee. And the other side to it is, is, who do you like in the juvenile Phillies turf? You know what I mean? Like what, what yep. is there, what is there to like in that so far? There's nothing that gets you no. excited. Um, certainly not from our side of the country, you know, in our, in our country. <laughs> so maybe it's pizza Bianca, you know? So I, that's kind of why I, I, I didn't go too heavy on it like you did, but I also gave it enough to say, okay, I think this could have something because we are just completely lacking anything, frankly. So, uh, I got a, a B minus on the on the race. You've got it's an A. All right, let's go to the last race we're going to talk about here, and the last race, uh, or the second uh, the race right after this one, race nine, the Summer Stakes Grade One, 
at Woodbine on Sunday. Again, these two races are on Sunday worth 400K for two-year-old uh, two males going one mile on the turf field of nine lines up for this one. And no uh, no Chad Brown's in here, but you know Cassie's got like 14 in the race. Then you got Appleby who gets to Tory as well again here on the four horse. Alba, Alba, Albahar, Albahar. Sure. Uh, what do you think of that horse? Yeah, I pronounced it Albar, but I don't know if that's right or not. Yeah, the four horse. Listen, it kind of feels like Albar is gonna maybe romp here. Like, I don't really like this field all that well. This horse has won three races in a row overseas. I've got some question marks on some of these other ones. Um, you've got to think those races overseas were, were a little tougher than what these horses have been facing over here. Uh, one last time out at this distance. Uh, European horses usually run really, really well uh, at Woodbine. So I'm going with the Appleby horse here for God uh, Godolphin. I'm going to go number four, Albar. And I, I think this is going to be a pretty good sized win for this horse. Yeah. I didn't like, I didn't really like the, the uh, Albar, the four horse, a ton, but because he's like, but the horses won three in a row overseas and like they were grid races or big races and they're, you know, allowance and small, tiny stakes race, but doing so pretty impressively. And what can you say about what's in the race, you know? And obviously, if Applebee's shipping the horse over and Detori's riding, you got to think, okay, probably need to make note of that horse. And, and, and again, what do you like in here? You know, like if one of the many Bart Cassies, we've talked about that. I guess the one that I, again, it's kind of similar to the last race other than the, the random Chad Brown in the race where it's like, okay, if you don't like the new shooter, so to speak, from overseas, the Applebee, is is it is it dripping gold? Like, you know, this is a horse that we saw at Saratoga, won at Saratoga, you know, Suge trained Rosario. We talked about Rosario. He's on this one here. What do you think of dripping gold? Could this horse be good enough to win here sure it could be good enough you know any any sugar horse that wins on debut usually is a really really nice horse and this one did um yeah I, i'm gonna play this horse uh, i i am gonna play this horse i think i think this horse is pretty solid uh and one by one by two and a two and a quarter as well that won the first race of the day on uh, uh whitney day in saratoga as well so yeah, I'll play this horse right back here, um, but I, I I don't know that, that any of them are going to be good enough to match up with that European horse coming in. Um, but, you know, say the four doesn't run very well or I've got him overrated, the one certainly is is a very logical horse uh, that could pick up the pieces and win that and win this race. Yeah, it just seems like the four to me, when it, when it looked at kind of picking that Euro, I thought I thought this, the Euro here, Albar, seemed a lot more... Um, possible to win than than the one in the last race so that ultimate's where i landed on the four horse albar as well but it it will jump right we'll just jump right to the the applications you know i've got this at a c you've got it at a d you got it even worse the previous couple applications I, this one maybe we know a little bit more about on the on the male side of the juvenile turf who we like or at least who we think we might like so maybe this one seems a little tougher to kind of sneak into that was kind of my thing. Uh, I, and I may be too hard. It, it probably is more like a C, but I'm just kind of wishy-washy on what this field actually is. Um, I don't know about the depth yet. This one could surprise me. I will definitely say that. Uh, but, you know, I really like a horse named Annapolis who broke the maiden at Saratoga on a closing weekend. I think that was closing Saturday or the last Saturday, I should say. 
Um, I really like that horse, and I don't think these are quite as good as him. So for now, I give this one a D. Uh, I do think this is the, the one that could surprise me, has the best chance of surprising me. But I didn't think this was a, a particularly deep uh, spot here for these horses. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I left it at a C just because it's like, I really, truly don't know. You know, I just, I, it's like right in the, I'm giving you the middle grade because I just don't have enough feel for this division, yeah. whether or not. And I, and honestly, a horse like Albar, I mean, yeah, for Godolphin might, might be really good, but how good is the horse over here? How good is the horse really? I mean, dripping gold, how good is that? So I just, maybe like I could, like I could see. I could see Albar being like, okay, like that's a that horse has a good shot in the Breeders' Cup because that horse really ran huge. And who do we have? You know, maybe it's Annapolis, but if it's not Annapolis, who do you like? So I left it at C. I think it's right in the middle. I, I don't have high hopes, I, but I also am not super negative on it either. So um, anytime the summer and the Tama come around, like I said earlier, I'm always interested because I want to see if something pops out. And I think you got two two races that you could see at least one Breeders' Cup winner possibly um so it's worth watching but you and i are both on the four albar <laughs> it's all the time we have checks out racing.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our handicap products page the products uh button on the racing dudes.com menu to get get premium click that button that's all you gotta do you can get to all our premium picks at racing dudes.com of course mention the breeders cup wager guide coming out soon we have the Pizza Pennsylvania Derby wagering guide out available next weekend of course the Keeneland Turf Mile next month Tons of wagering guides coming out. We'll have tons of content. Of course, the live bankroll will be back for the Breeders' Cup. So we did well uh, for you guys. The Travers will be back to try to hopefully keep that momentum going uh, for that as well. So, I mean, if, you're not, if you've never tried the wagering guide, I really urge you to, to give one of those a shot to see, especially before the Breeders' Cup, because obviously the whole goal is to have your bankroll going before we get to the Breeders' Cup. So uh, stay tuned for those. Uh, again, if you haven't, we're watching. I mean, we're watching the football game right now. Dude, to bet sports. Check out the podcast. Give it, give that a shot with Halterman and his dad. Of course, have you guys had? I know I haven't been invited, but I mean, have you had any guests on yet? Uh no, no guests on as of yet. Um, we do talk to Ricky a little bit on the Rocket Hour. I talked to him about football, but no, no guests on the Dude, to bet sports just yet. We're trying to get the format right and i think we did today i think we finally got kind of what we need to do going forward um you know it's different doing a sports show is completely different than a horse racing show so we were taking some stabs at what would work best so i think we've got to go in now so now we can kind of expand into having guests on and doing things like that but we had to figure out what we were doing first yeah and again it's just that's the podcast is just a, a part of our sports page you know racingdudes.com slash sports rd sports is what we're calling it and this is going to have all your coverage of sports college football of course and nfl right now are going to be big time but of course as hockey and things like that um keep that going nba you know college basketball all that will be on there as well just you know our thought process is hey we're, we're pretty good at picking horses uh we bet sports all the time we just like hey we might as well just do that too so you know we've got guys who uh who do you know between it's you me samich uh ricky magic i mean we're all it's the thing about horse players like we mostly are all betting sports too like we just are and this is why like, we do that as much as we love uh uh horse horses 
We bet sports too. Any chance you'll do uh, UFC picks? Uh, well, I know Halterman uh, and I, are, I mean, I watch the UFC um, more than Halterman certainly does. Oh, wow. What a pass. What a pass. Who was that? Slayton? Get Daniel Jones out there. Look at him. Just balling. Uh, no, you know, I know uh, I watch UFC more, especially like the main ones. Um, I would definitely not feel confident giving picks for those uh, unless we, we, we might hire a guy to do it. That might be what, you know, someone. That's the thing. We're not going to put out bullshit picks because, hey, no. we just like to do it. And, hey, let's just put picks out. We're not charging anything for them right now. It's just all on the website. We give picks. We're not going to put anything on that site unless we are betting that, it, you know, we feel confident we're betting that that's what we do. So if it's if you see UFC picks out there, they will be because whoever it is, whether it be us, whether it be someone we hire, they'll be someone that we like, someone that knows it. Someone that knows it. So to say, is there a chance? Yes, there's a chance. Um, the whole idea is to make the, the sports side to be like the racing side where we, we do sports, we do horses. Uh, we all know just... You have downtimes in horse racing, so what are we doing? We're betting sports, so all your stuff. You never have to leave the site, racingdudes.com, right? It's all right there. Uh, make sure you check out the Magic Mike show. Or They did their show earlier. I, I want to say they did. Uh, did they do the late pick four at uh, Churchill on Saturday? Yep, late pick, pick four at Churchill Downs, which included those uh, two races we yep. talked about there, the Pocahontas and the Iroquois. They got some some strong opinions on those as well. Uh, she dares the devil of that race also in the sequence uh, as well there. So, yeah, I mean, that, the Magic Mike show, uh, pretty pretty good show. I, I tuned into a little bit of it, and uh, they, they definitely have some different opinions on those two uh, stakes races uh, for two-year-olds. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, there's just a lot of ways you can go in those two. Yeah, you definitely want to check out the Magic Mike show as well um, on all your podcast formats, uh, you know, as well. Because, you know, again, listen to them, listen to us. Listen to Ricky on the Rocket Hour. If you guys, I don't know what you guys are talking about uh, tomorrow, but listen to all of it and then kind of craft your own opinions. That's what we'd love to hear. So uh, remember, this weekend is huge. Six Breeders' Cup winner in races. Uh, you can check us out at racefoods.com, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm trying to – anything else? Any final thoughts? Uh, Chiefs, they're going to roll this weekend, right? Yeah, I had the Chiefs as, a, as one of my uh, best top five bets. I, I definitely think they're going to roll – I can't um, believe yeah, they're, no, no, it's, are they minus three or minus three and a half? They're minus three and a half. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think, I think they're going to roll. Uh, it's a really, really good weekend for racing. There is so much going on. Uh, I, I'm, I'm so much more excited this weekend for racing than I was last weekend with Belmont having huge, a uh, huge day. Churchill Downs back and having a big day and then Woodbine a big weekend. Um, yeah, there's a lot to look forward to. And then, yeah, I mean, you got football going, obviously. It's a great time of year. One of the, one of the best time of years that there is with all of it happening. But, yeah, a lot going on this weekend. A lot of fun. I, I can't wait. I can't wait because Sunday is, like, it's the first day. Because, uh, you know, I, this, this past Sunday, of course, I, I have my boys. Uh, so it was, like, I tried to watch. I watched. I have the red zone on, you know, in the background all day long. So, <laughs> Daddy's trying to watch, but at the same time, you know, other stuff going on. Of course, watch the Chiefs game. But Sunday, this Sunday, my ass is going to be the same position all day on that couch. And I'll be watching between horse racing <laughs> and all the NFL games. And it's going to be glorious. And I cannot wait. So, uh, I, yep. that it's going to be a big weekend for racing and football. We're pumped. You guys should be pumped. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. Good luck this weekend. 
RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. <laughs>